0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm running about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It's finally here, the last week of the regular season, our last chance to play DFS with the full complement of teams. We just have three games away from the main slate. That would be the Chiefs-Broncos and Cowboys-Eagles on Saturday, and then the Chiefs-Raiders on Sunday night. But otherwise, a packed... Group of games there and uh, good targets all across the board. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses. So teams to target as well for the best production here based on the matchups. So we'll dive into that. Give you our core players that you should look at here to put in your lineups. Whether you're playing cash games or tournaments. Whether you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel will help you there. And uh, have the best success possible in our final uh, full slate there. We'll still have a playoff defense, we know that, all the way through Super Bowl 56. So a lot of fun stuff still to talk about here uh, in upcoming weeks, including our Roundup Monday. We'll break down everything we saw, kind of uh, push some teams into the offseason, and still look at the teams in the playoffs in terms of what they can do in their upcoming games here. So... A lot of fun stuff still going, and we'll keep it going all through the offseason here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Looking we'll at free agency, the draft, all things that add up to our fantasy football success, and hopefully better and more of it here in 2022. So, a lot of good stuff to come. We will dive into the DFS targets here. No Thursday night football to break down this week. So, all about DFS, and then uh, injury updates there at the end of the show in rapid fire fashion for you. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available for you on all platforms. Now, quarterbacks, let's dive into the players that we've pulled out and liked here on our list. And if you want to pay up for Josh Allen, this is a great week to do so. Again, I like to pay up in cash games because you know what you're going to get from a lot of these guys. I like a little bit more volatility and rolling the dice in tournaments there. And so you want to... Stock up on the players that you know are going to come through. And Josh Allen, look, if you played him against the Falcons last week, you were kind of hit by the snow a little bit. But he still came through with the rushing production, even though his passing was pretty dreadful. So it wasn't the best DFS performance for cash games from Allen. We expect him to have a very high floor. He had to fight to get that with his rushing production last week. But this week he gets the Jets at home, and the Bills need to win this game. They need to blow it out against the Jets, with the Patriots right on their heels. They need to win the AFC East. They want to move up as well in the AFC playoff standings, if possible. If Cincinnati is resting players, that gives them an opportunity there to get into number three at least here, and maybe the Chiefs will give them some help so they can slide up to two. So a lot of things to look at here for the Bills. A lot of things to play for. Allen wants to end on a high note here, especially after having a slumping game. He tends to do that if he's pretty bad in the previous week, he comes back with a vengeance as a passer. The matchups are all great here in this matchup against the Jets overall, so adds up really well for Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox to have nice games here to help Allen really produce at his high level. And then the running's always going to be there, and we like the Bills rushing attack quite a bit now. It's kind of taken over down the stretch as the weather's gotten adverse here, and looking at where the Bills are at, with their defense playing better, it's a really uh, revive their offense by taking away their pass-happy approach and trusting a little bit more in the running game, knowing that teams are really afraid of what Allen can do downfield in the passing game, and what he can do as a freight train of a runner there supporting Devin Singletary. So, good price points, 8100 on DraftKings, 8800 on FanDuel if you're going to pay up there. Kirk Cousins is uh, our next guy we look at. We go to the Six thousand, seven thousand range there on DraftKings and Fanduel. He's sixty-one hundred at home against the Bears on DraftKings, seventy-two hundred on Fanduel. Really like those prices. He's coming off the COVID nineteen protocol. Sean Mannion had really dragged down this offense. The Vikings are out of the playoff race here, so are the Bears. So it's a pride type game here. So and Kirk Cousins can get it done here. The Bears' the secondary is pretty bad. We know that. The KJ Osborne. Justin Jefferson, the tight end. It really adds up nicely here for Kirk Cousins here. Week 18 coming back to finish strong here at home. And uh, no worry about the weather-controlled environment here inside in Minnesota. So that also helps us like him. Now, the cheaper side of things, if you want to drop down to the 5000 6000 range there on DraftKings and FanDuel, you can look at Andy Dalton. Justin Fields looks like he was going to be on track here to... Returned with the ankle injury, but then he was put on the COVID-19 list. So he was practicing in full. Then on the list here, Andy Dalton is battling a growing injury, but he practiced in full too. So he's good to go. Probably going to get a second closing start here with Fields popping up there late. Thursday is a really tough turnaround there when you're on the list to test negative in time to play. So Andy Dalton should be presumed to be there. And if Cousins is going to put up big numbers, you figure Dalton can. These two teams were very disappointing when they played in Chicago on Monday night a few weeks ago, just didn't produce a lot of offense. I think that changes here with the controlled environment. And this is going to be a theme of what we look at. The Bears are a team that are very attractive this week against that Vikings defense, especially with Dalton and having that veteran centering presence here for the passing game. Elsewhere at the 6,000, 7,000 level there is a, Taysom Hill, 6,200 drafting, 7,700 on FanDuel. So, more expensive than Cousins on DK. That makes Cousins a good value on DK. And he's uh, more expensive than Cousins on FanDuel. Part of it we know is the running. That gives him a pretty nice floor here with his production. Playing the Falcons. Uh, Showing off a nice arm as well. They're making some plays downfield. It's all about, can he get a couple touchdowns here? And I think this game is going to be higher scoring than we think here between the Falcons and Saints. The first one... Was played in the 20s. This could have a little bit more pointage here. So, Taysom Hill, you really like at that price point to go after right there with Kirk Cousins in the middle. Now, we talked about Andy Dalton. The the player that uh, we want to look at a little bit more here is Jordan Love. He's 5,500 on DraftKings, 6,700 fan. Now, Aaron Rodgers says he's going to start the game. I don't know why the Packers want to put him in there with a toe injury issue. Maybe it's... Starting the game means getting in the game and having a series or less than that before giving away to Jordan Love, but I do like the Lions to play well in this game. On the other side, you have uh, Tim Boyle. I'm not sure about Jared Goff. He's had two limited practices, a knee injury. Could play, they could not take any chances. Maybe want to see a little bit more of Boyle. The offense has actually done some things here in the past two weeks with Boyle, with Goff missing games with COVID-19 protocol and the knee injury. They want to go back to Goff, but I would say if there's any question mark about Goff, I, I just don't know if he's going to be in their future plans where it makes sense to look at Boyle a little bit more because he could hang around as a backup here for them for wherever they go at quarterback next year. So something to keep in mind that for evaluation purposes for the Lions, just seeing Boyle out there a little bit better, he's also going to be a bit motivated if he's out there because he's a former Packer, Forty nine hundred sixty. Now I'm not going to pay up for Jared Goff here. they in this matchup, he's considerably more than Tim Boyle. But if you can get Boyle in there, it's a nice little cheat code there for how cheap he is still. And he's actually more than Dalton on FanDuel at 6800 So he's $400 cheaper, however, than Dalton on DK. So that's why I really like Dalton this week at those price points. I mean, Boyle, we're not even sure starting. And Dalton... Didn't look like he was going to start, but now he's back to being a very good value with Fields said to miss the game. And Jordan Love should get regular snaps. He's playing the Lions. I think there's going to be some resistance from the Lions and putting up some points against maybe some Packers backup defenders as well. So with his boiler Goff in there, it's going to prompt Love to put up some digits here. And Demonte Adams may not play much, but you got other receivers, Alan Lazard, who can do uh, damage here against the, the the Lions, you figure Lazard will get some playing time in this game if they sit Adams, just so they can have an evaluation of uh, Love with some of the regular receivers here. They can't go totally deep, and uh, they're just not uh, healthy enough to do that. Equinemius St. Brown should see some extra play without Adams, but you look at I'm on Ross St. Brown on the other side, makes a lot of sense there. The brothers get in some action here, and seeing Love and Boyle, would also be the smarter play for both teams here in week 18. So there is a look at your six quarterbacks to target across price points. That would be Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Taysom Hill, Jordan Love, Andy Dalton, and if he starts, Tim Boyle. Now let's go to running back before we uh, go to our next segment here. If you want to pay up in running back, this is a good week to do so. Jonathan Taylor versus the Jaguars can absolutely destroy it here, so I think you could definitely get 3K return on this. 9,300 DraftKings, 10,200 on FanDuel. So pay up, it's going to cost you quite a bit, but Jonathan Taylor, the Colts are not going to mess around. They're going to feed Taylor quite a bit to dominate the Jaguars. The Jaguars' run defense has looked absolutely atrocious here in recent weeks. They cannot stop the Patriots from running at will with Damian Harrison, and Ramondre Stevenson. You might see a little Naeem Hines, but Taylor can be the workhorse, get 25 to 30 carries in this one to bring them home a playoff berth. So, love investing highly in Jonathan Taylor. Again, cash games more so than tournaments, but Taylor's just a universal guy. You put him in, you can get big numbers and big return there. It's just that you'll be a little bit hampered with the salaries there to uh, really get some upside plays in tournament play. Now, if you want to I'll pivot from that and still get some good value, you look at $1,000 cheaper on DraftKings is Alvin Kamara. He's 10th, or 1200 cheaper on FanDuel as well at 9000 So Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram could be missing games. So Kamara should see a big load against the Falcons here. So Hill and Kamara should be quite busy here. So love that price point for Kamara if you don't want to pay up all the way for Taylor. Now a little bit lower, we'll, we'll save quite a bit of money here, drop down around $1,500. Is David Montgomery in that matchup for the Bears against the Vikings. The Vikings run defense has looked terrible. Also, they've broken down. They need help at linebacker. Their front is uh, iffy here with uh, Michael Pierce here hurting. So this should be really good for David Montgomery here. sixteen hundred on DraftKings, 7,600 on Fando. James Conner, he was the guy that was questionable and didn't play the last couple weeks. But this week, Chase Edmonds is the one battling injuries. So an update there that we looked at Edmonds and Conner. We like if there's one back in his backfield, it might be going back to Conner. He might need to play here, even if he's limited. And Then you could see some Eno Benjamin in this game. But yeah, Edmonds it doesn't look good. Too practice for him. While Connor's a little closer, looks like to returning. He could have maybe played last week. So again, yeah, if it bounces back to Con- Connor here, sixty three hundred on DraftKings, seven thousand on FanDuel, he's almost a must play against that Seahawks run defense, and that allows you to bounce out playing Taylor or Kamara this week as well. There's a couple of other bargain guys you can look at to complement Taylor or Kamara. Devin Singletary has taken over this uh, Bills backfield, 6,000 in DraftKings, 6,700 in Fando, excuse me. So Connor Singletary, not bad either if you want to invest your money and go higher at other positions here as a combination. Now, if you really want to go and balance it out with the Jonathan Taylor so you're keeping your salary from running back uh, rather nicer, you can look at... Uh, One, Keyshawn Vaughn, because we've had two mispractices for Ronald Jones here with the ankle injury. Leonard Fournette is not going to play in the season finale against the Panthers. You also have Le'Veon Bell as your backup, and he's only a guy change of pace can catch passes at this stage of his career. So you look at Keyshawn Vaughn, he could be very busy. He's practiced in full through his ribs injury. And keep in mind, we do have some good evidence of Keyshawn Vaughn navigating through the entire Panthers defense. He did it just a couple weeks ago in Carolina, so... A lot of evidence. Also look at the wide receiver situation. Uh, Mike Evans should be back in full force here, practicing full there for the Bucks. But a lot of questions elsewhere without Antonio Brown, without Chris Godwin. The game script should also be positive. So they need to look at Vaughn because he. I think he might be their future back here versus Jones and Fournette. So a good showcase for the youngster there to get going. We re- really liked him last year, but... Was kind of thrown off by the Jones emergence and the Fournette being picked up there. But now he's an opportunity here to establish himself and say that he should have a key role in this backfield going forward, especially with Giovanni Bernard as a failed one year experiment on the shelf with the injury as well with Fournette and Jones. All right, we'll look at wide receiver and tight ends and defenses in our next segment here. But I do have to tell you more about Biltbart. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If you're getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Bilt Bars taste great. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three of this year, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Bilt Bars are going to help you find the chocolate because every bar you get from Bilt Bar is covered in 100% chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs, but packed with protein, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, nearly double that, 30 grams of sugar, way more than double that, and dozens of net carbs as well. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home in the pantry at the office in the car wherever throw out all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with built bars so when you're craving a snack or treat you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you that way when you enjoy a delicious built bar you can almost count it as a workout there's so many flavors to choose from coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many more in fact Built is always coming up with new flavors for their bars, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. And if you go to Built.com now and use the promo code Lock15, you get fifteen percent off your order. Use the promo code Lock15 for fifteen percent off at Built.com. Hey, fantasy football fans! This is Vinny Iyer with an incredible app. Where everyone who buys gas also needs to know about Get Upside. My listeners are making up to twenty-five cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app. In the App Store or Google Play right now, use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first felt. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or to even an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Again, that's the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cashback on your first tank. Again, promo code TOUCHDOWN at GetUpside. All right, time to finish our look at the DFS targets here on DraftKings and Fando. Before we do that, once again, i got to thank you here for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available for you on all platforms. All right, wide receivers. So uh, here are the core players we're looking at. Cooper Cup, if you want to pay up for him, look, if you want to do a Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup thing and make it work with a lot of sleepers, you can do that this week. Go and blow it out here. So the 49ers secondary in shambles here. Jacowski Tart, uh, Jimmy Ward could be missing this game. You have K1 Williams hurting. They're already pretty depleted in the secondary. So like Cooper Cup a lot. 9,700 on DraftKings, 10,000 on Fandle. Again, you bounce that out just like you would with Taylor some cheaper upside plays and there are a couple of those to look at this week for sure. AJ Brown, you look at his value here 7000 on DraftKings 7400 on Fando. Very quiet last week but they'll need him to go off this week I think and the Texans secondary cannot cover him. This could be much like the 49ers game for AJ Brown, gets a lot of targets, a lot of tune up here with Ryan Tannehill. I like AJ Brown a lot this week. The Texans again overmatched in the secondary by this player so 7000 on DraftKings 7,400 on Fando. A lot of people are going to be on DK Metcalf trying to chase the game he had last week with the three touchdowns. And you have the week before, he also scored on a long play. But I really like Tyler Lockett. He's the Cardinals' killer, has done a lot of damage against them. So, like the price compared to Metcalf, you save a little bit of money. 6,400 on DraftKings, 6,900 on Fando. Another player I love this week is Darnell Mooney. 5,900 DraftKings, 6,300 Fando. So, Dalton and Montgomery, but let's add one more bear. These have been the principal bears here, and it's nice when you know that Mooney and Montgomery, the DM show here, is going to continue. These are the guys who have dominated, and Mooney's going to be a great pickup next year when Allen Robinson's officially gone. He's been very good this year as a wide receiver, too, pretty much. I think he has some wide receiver one upside here, especially if Justin Fields plays a little bit better and more regularly next year with his big arm. So, Fields and Mooney, something we could be looking at in fantasy. But for now, look at Dalton and Mooney as a nice little stack opposite the Vikings in this game. Now, Chase Claypool, we liked to... On Sporting News, we mentioned him as a DFS target this week. It's Ben been Roethlisberger's last game. They'll get Chase Claypool more involved. But that was before Deontay Johnson went to the COVID-19 protocol. So, yeah, unfortunately, like Justin Fields, Johnson was added to the list on Thursday. That makes it very... Tough to race the clock and get on the field there. So too bad for Johnson. He's been one of the more consistent receivers all season long in fantasy and reality. Came through with a touchdown last week for Roethlisberger. So you might have to miss Roethlisberger's last game here. So that sets up Claypool to be busy. I think they need to get the ball to Claypool in shorter passes. He can make things happen after catch. He's got size, strength, speed, quickness. Not just make him a big play threat. I think whoever takes over quarterback from Big Ben next year. Claypool is going to be a big bounce back candidate overall. But he's been very quiet all year, but this will get a good, good chance to get going as their number one and seeing some shorter to intermediate routes. I think that's the thing with Claypool. Too much relegated to being a deep or red zone threat. He can be used elsewhere on the field to be productive. And I think Roethlisberger has to tap into him with No Johnson. The Taysom Hill Marquez Callaway chemistry is real. $5,000 and 5900 5, are his prices respectively on DraftKings and Fandle Callaway. The last two games with Hill has been very productive. Really like him there in cash games, actually, more so than tournaments. I know he's a big play target there, but uh, looking at him. I think his usage is going to be consistent against the Falcons. Alan Lazard, we said uh, the Packers will play some regulars, I think just out of necessity if they're going to go 11 personnel and try to get Jordan Love some good reps here against the Lions. So Lazard has to play 4,000 only in DraftKings, 5,500 in Fando. Lazard really come on strong here because of Aaron Rodgers on the trust factor, but he can also help the young quarterback out here. Big time, and Cyril Grayson. Again, if you want to bounce out a Taylor Kamara Cup, Cyril Grayson is going to be in a key role here going forward for the Bucks. 4,400 DraftKings, 5,600 FanDuel. He immediately replaced Antonio Brown. He immediately looked a little bit like Antonio Brown, at least the on-field version of him, making some catches, including the game winner there for 33 yards against the Jets last week. So the Panthers look like they'll be without Stephon Gilmore. C.J. Henderson also battling an injury. So that's going to help uh, Grayson quite a bit get open. So good stuff all around at wide receiver to find some nice values that can go boom for you this week. At tight end, uh, we have three suggestions. Uh, Dawson Knox has won 5,400 on DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel. Great matchup. The Jets really struggled to cover the tight end. They gave up uh, a big yardage game to Rob Gronkowski last week. So definitely Knox is in position to have his best game in several weeks here. good threat to score as well for Josh Allen. So a little bit of a sneaky stack there. Quarterback tight end Josh Allen and Dawson Knox this week. I also like Hunter Henry. I wouldn't stack him with Mac Jones. But the Dolphins had a lot of trouble covering the tight end of late. Gave up two touchdowns to the position last week. So we dropped down to 4000 from the $5,000 range on DraftKings. Hunter Henry is good. He's overdue to produce. We know just a couple weeks ago he we had the two touchdown game against the Colts. So, And we know the Dolphins' uh, linebacker core and safeties are not that great at covering the position. So you can go there this week. And he's only 5600 on FanDuel as well. Now, if we go to the bargain bin, our first recommendation was going to be C.J. Uzama. But it looks really iffy for Uzama to play. He's mispracticed twice here for the Bengals. They could just pivot. It's a meaningless game, as we know that for them. Just the seeding is out there, but they could rest. I mean, I know they have an outside shot, number one, but if they're not taking chances with Joe Burrow, you figure they're not going to take chances with Uzama here. So, Bate, so we're going to John Bates. Yep, the character sounding from Downton Abbey came through for Washington against the Cowboys, scoring a touchdown. He'll be more involved here, I think, going forward uh, the Ricky Seals-Jones on the shelf here. So, I really like John Bates. they got to throw to somebody right now with uh, Curtis Samuel hurting. No other wide receiver stepping up. It's pretty much McLaurin and Bates here for Taylor Heineke. And the matchup in the, against the Giants is excellent this week for Bates to potentially see the end zone again. The three defenses that are targeting, one universal defense, one that looks good on DraftKings and Fanduel for the price point, Are the Browns, speaking of those backup Bengals playing there, it's Brandon Allen playing in Cleveland. The Browns kind of crushed the Bengals in the first meeting. Unfortunately for Cleveland, it doesn't matter much. They also have Case Keenum starting at quarterback, so the burden of winning in this game is on the defense. So 2,600 there on DraftKings, 4,500 Fando, the best all-round play defense that you can put in your lineups this week. Now, let's go to the ones that we can target specifically on the sites. Washington is the one I want to target on DK. Good value, not at the top. They're ranked first on Fanduel 3,100. The Buccaneers, there, same thing. Is they're a good price on Fanduel, not so great on DraftKings at the top of the list 4,200. So, two defenses playing pretty weak offenses. Sam Darnold, Jake Fromm. Targeting these players are very good. That's how you get the big fantasy points, and definitely. Those are the two teams that have the most appeal. Even with all the Buccaneers' injuries, they have a lot of guys in the secondary who can make plays. They have a decent pass rush they will get after a week. Panthers' offensive line, same thing with the Giants. They're banged up up front. Washington can get it done with pressure and get some turnovers there from Jake Fromm as well. So Browns, Washington Buccaneers, recommendations at defense. Knox, Henry, and Bates are your recommendation across price points at tight end. All right, uh, we will close the show in rapid fire with our injury updates before we do that. BetOnline would like to wish you a very happy betting new year as we continue our martial playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New Year's year and a new updated desktop and mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager in all your favorite sports. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, time to close the show and our look at the 2021 regular season here. Week 18, the final injury update run here for you for a full slate of games. Let's lock and load and, uh, Hopefully you've got alternatives planned if you're playing still here fantasy football regular season. But these are players to also avoid in DFS with uh, some question marks as well. So let's get right to it. Quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. uh, Two mispractices here for Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley is good to go with his illness. So figure Lamar Jackson, they're not going to be taking any chances for further injury going into the offseason. The Ravens do have a playoff possibility, but Tyler Huntley's been pretty good here and should get the nod against the Steelers. So we'll watch that, but I would lean Huntley over Jackson at this point. Justin Fields, we mentioned before, the Bears had the ankle injury. That is not the issue. It's now the COVID-19 protocols. And Andy Dalton is most likely to start there, barring a quick clearance that that may not happen for the Vikings. Now, Joe Burrow is not going to play. He has the knee issue. They're going to be careful with him. He's their franchise. He's the guy that can help them win the playoffs. He's not going to play, so Brandon Allen is going to make the start. In the same game, Baker Mayfield has been put on injured reserve for the final game with his left shoulder injury with not much meaning to it. Is it the last game in Cleveland Baker's played? We'll see. Case Keenum is starting again for him in this matchup against Cincinnati. There a battle of backup quarterbacks there in the Battle of Ohio. Drew Locke is good to go with a shoulder injury. doesn't mean much. Uh, doesn't make us want to flock to the Broncos' offense other than Noah Fant and the running backs this week, so... Again, he's going to go for the Saturday game. Jared Goff, we'll see about him. Two limited practices for Goff. Again, pivot to Boyle is a good DFS value if Goff doesn't play too expensive. However, Goff is priced up there in that main slate. In the same game, Aaron Rodgers, toe injury again. We'll see if he actually plays meaningful snaps. So let's hope he doesn't start if you were looking at Jordan Love as a DFS guy, because if he starts and it cuts into the time and it's just messy there. But I would not risk Rodgers beyond one series if I'm the Packers. And hopefully the Lions can put up some points there against maybe some backup Packers defenders so we can get some numbers from Love in the passing game as well. Taysom Hill going to go against the Falcons with that right finger injury. Mike Glennon doesn't affect fantasy too much, but he's not going to play for the Giants with his left wrist injury. Jake Fromm is going to start against Washington. so Another reason to like the Washington football team defense this week. Jalen Hurts, we'll see. The Eagles are on the fence about resting players. Maybe he gets in the series just for getting his feet wet, warmed up a little bit before the playoffs. But uh, Gardner Minshew could definitely start there for Hurts. Ben Roethlisberger, it's his final game of his career, barring a miracle where the Colts lose. And the Colts allow the Steelers to get in the playoffs. Pictorial right shoulder injury, he'll play through to those in his career finale and season finale here against Baltimore. Jimmy Garoppolo, they said they're going to start him if he can go. Two limited practices with the right thumb. I think he's truly could be a game-time decision. They could pivot to Trey Lance once again after his great performance against the Texans, against the Rams this week. Let's turn to running back James Conner. We talked about him, heel injury, two limited practices. Well, Chase Edmonds, ribs injury and a painful toe injury, didn't practice again. So this could uh, flip the backfield once again. We've seen the split, but Edmonds has uh, carried the load the last couple weeks with Conner on the shelf. This week, Connor might be the guy instead. So it's got a toggle kind of back and forth between these guys, hasn't it? And when it's one back, the Cardinals back is way more appealing than when these guys are splitting because then your yardage and catch dependent on Edmonds and then your touchdown dependent on Connor. So if one guy gets all of it, then it's really helpful to look at in DFS and regular season. Bengals, Joe Mixon on the COVID-19 list. So that's why we're kind of limited with our DFS targets here this week. Uh, We'll see if Mixon gets cleared to play, but uh, Samaji Pirine would start and have some appeal there against the Browns just by volume based there. Now, Nick Chubb should play through his chest and ribs injury against the Bengals. Kareem Hunt was not all that effective last week against the Steelers, but he should play through his ankle injury. But Chubb should get the majority of touches here. Maybe you'll see a little bit more Dearness Johnson as well in this game. Ezekiel is good to go with his knee injury. We'll see how much he actually plays for the Cowboys against the Eagles. They said they're not resting, but it could be some gamesmanship there because the Eagles are planning to do that on the other side and they could rematch on this game. So that's something to be thinking about here as the Cowboys and Eagles try to play close to the vest here because this is the second of three meetings they might have here this season. Tony Pollard here is a limited participant all week here, but he should play as a questionable tag there on Saturday night against the Eagles. Melvin Gordon, speaking of Saturday, thumb and hip injury, Javante Williams' knee, both are going to be up for the Broncos to play the Chiefs. Aaron Jones battling a knee injury. I think they'll be careful with him. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Jones, but maybe a little A.J. Dillon starting, and then uh, maybe turn it over to Patrick Taylor there to put up all the numbers against the Lions. Red defense, we'll watch that. Reiko Armstead, back with the Jaguars, went full again. He's fine for the Colts to complement. Uh, Ogan Ogunbowale in that game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire will not be playing for the Chiefs on Saturday against the Broncos, so a lot more of Daryl Williams to uh, go off here with a little bit of Derek Gore in that matchup, but I figure it's going to be a positive game script with Patrick Mahomes opposite Drew Locke. Josh Jacobs is going to play through his ribs injury in a great matchup against the Chargers. Cam Akers is going to return with his Achilles injury. Two full practices here, but... They'll be careful. It'll still be Sonny Michaud being the workhorse, but they'll get some warm-up touches there for Akers ahead of the playoffs where we know the Rams are going to play in the first week with the Packers being the number one seed. Phil Lindsay is fine and will keep playing against the Patriots. Duke Johnson Jr., a deep sleeper there that game. Mark Ingram downgraded to no practice from limited there, so could miss the Falcons again. Another reason we like Alvin Kamara to dominate touches in a good matchup. Damian Harris should play through the hamstring, again, against the Dolphins. Uh, They might be a little bit careful because they already have a wild card, but they're also playing for the division at the same time the Bills are against the Jets. Saquon Barkley, limited practices, but he will play with that ankle injury one last time against Washington. Michael Carter surprised us a little bit. We didn't think it looked pretty good because he didn't practice there on Wednesday, but he went full on Thursday, so pretty good chance to start unless there's a setback here for Michael Carter. I still don't love the matchup against the Bills this week. The Eagles are going through a little bit of mess on Saturday. We'll have more information about this, but Miles Sanders certainly not going to play with his hand injury. Jordan Howard and Boston Scott have been the COVID-19 list, so it could pivot to Kenneth Gainwell regardless here in this game because he's the young stir, and again, they want to be careful with some of their key players. And Sanders, he knew, wasn't going to play, but Howard and Scott may be on the shelf, and that would give Gainwell a pretty good-sized role here in that almost a must-play in that matchup where the Cowboys figure to rest defensive players. We know one defensive player out in the game is going to be Micah Parsons. He's on the COVID-19 list. So that really helps everything in the Eagles' offense, not worrying about his pass rush and run stopping there in the middle of the field and on the outside for Dallas. Elijah Mitchell, they're going to play through his knee injury, I think, didn't practice on wednesday did get a limited session there so he should be fine and handle the normal workload which is a feature work workload against the rams Rashad shot penny growing injury he's fine so is dj dallas with squad injury they will be the backs against the cardinals but penny should see high volume again after his big game against the lions ronald jones two missed practices Keyshawn vaughn ribs he's got two full practices vaughn looks like he will be the starter in this backfield here against the panthers in a very positive game script Antonio Gripson, two limited practices with his hip injury. Not 100% sure he's going to play against the Giants. Could be a little bit more of Jared Patterson in a super sub role. We'll monitor that on game day. Let's start a wide receiver, Rondell Moore. We'll see if he can return. Two limited practices here. Missed the past two games, but nothing to see there in fantasy. Doesn't look good for Marquise Hollywood-Brown. We don't like the midweek injury pop-ups, but didn't practice with an ankle injury and may not play against Steelers not like he was doing much in fantasy of late anyway at this point so it could be a little bit more run for Mark Andrews and uh, Rashad Bateman in that game Emmanuel Sanders didn't practice he's probably not going to play against the Jets here they don't need to risk him when you have Gabriel Davis Isaiah McKenzie as a good replacement receivers and you can get it done with Diggs and Knox as heavy favorites this week Robbie Anderson probably gonna miss the final game for the Panthers as a free agent next year Sam Darnold probably not gonna be back so Anderson, probably going to be replaced by Terrace Marshall, but two missed practices with a quad injury. Chris Conley, two missed practices, a knee injury for the Texans, probably out for that game against the Titans, so maybe a little bit more run for Nico Collins playing off right at Cooks. Michael Pittman Jr., ribs injury, going to play through that two full practices, a good matchup against the Jaguars. Will he see the ball enough from Carson Wentz? That's going to be a question with John Taylor absolutely about to crush it in the ground game there in his march toward maybe getting 2,000 yards there from scrimmage and well beyond that. Preston Williams, illness, uh, gonna play against the Patriots for the Dolphins. He's not in much of a big role, however, so keep that in mind. Jacoby Myers on the other side has been kind of more limited here with his role. He did get more active, but thigh injury should play for them. Nelson Aguilar could also return from his concussion here, but right now Christian Wilkerson and Kendrick Bourne look like the receivers to trust most in that matchup against the Dolphins. If you need one, I would avoid it. If you can, Traquan Smith, chest injury, two limited practices. We'll see if he can go against the Falcons. But Marcus Callaway is still the one I like there. Even with AJ Terrell looming on the other side. Kadarius Tony was downgraded with a shoulder injury. Been an injury-riddled rookie season for him. It's done. Uh, Darius Slayton, shoulder injury. Colin Johnson, hamstring. John Ross, a knee injury. We know they already still shut down Sterling Shepard. So, going to be busy for Kenny Galladay in this matchup against Washington Jamison Crowder calf injury uh, limited twice good return against the Bills that's good because Braxton Berrios definitely could miss the game with his quad injury so maybe a little flip there just like we had with Connor Edmonds happening with Crowder and Berrios Quez Watkins uh, is going to start there for the Eagles in their 30 receiver sets with Devonta Smith and Jalen Rieger we'll see how much they play Smith or Rieger and either guys that they would trust on the front lines. but Watkins figures going to see regular snaps we talked about Chase Claypool being a good value because Deontay Johnson added to the COVID-19 list on Thursday. So, tough break for Deontay. That's why we don't play fantasy football season long into week 18. Things like this can develop uh, even for guys consistently productive as Johnson was during the regular fantasy football season. DK Metcalf here with a foot injury will play through it against the Cardinals. He's red hot right now. Freddie Swain also going to play in that game as the third receiver with his ankle injury. Mike Evans, good to see him get a full practice in to feel better about his chances for regular snaps against the Panthers. He's good to go. Julio Jones, same thing with the hamstring. We'll see. He could always tweak it and things could be tough here. So not going to recommend him. I think it's good to have him out there to draw some attention to the defense to help A.J. Brown for sure. Curtis Samuel set to miss a game with the hamstring injury. Just hasn't been a very good first season for him at all in Washington. Kyle Pitts, also dealing with a hamstring issue, but he got a of practice. That's a great sign that he's going to be out there for the Falcons against the Saints and trying to help them pull the upset to keep the Saints out of the playoffs. CJ Uzama, we talked about him, that's why he pivoted to John Bates of Washington. Knee and hip injuries didn't practice and is not sure he's going to play against the Browns. Austin Hooper, Good to go with his hand injury for against the Bengals. David Njoku, however, looks like he's going to miss the game. So a lot of Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant there you figure is going to happen in that game against Cincinnati. Now, Noah Fant, we talked about him with the Locke. He does have good chemistry there, and the tight the tight end has been trouble spot for the Chiefs in coverage. So really like Noah Fant this week. Molly Cox should play through his knee injury. So should Jack Doyle. So that committee is there. Low upside there against the Jaguars. Speaking of the Jaguars, uh, James O'Shaughnessy doesn't look like he's going to return from his hip injury. Darren Waller looks like he could push this to being a game-time decision center. That's really tough, but that's good for DFS because if you're playing that game, you could pivot and change your lineups really late there with Darren Waller and try to take advantage of him. But Chargers are terrible against the tight end and coverage. We know that. Foster Moreau is on standby with abdomen, but you really want Waller back in there. Raiders want him in reality, you want him in fantasy as well for this final week. Kyle Rudolph with an ankle injury uh, is fine. He's going to play and uh, back up Evan Ingram for the Giants. Dallas Goddard, we'll see if he gets cleared from the COVID-19 protocols. Again, they might be careful with him as well being a key part of their offense. Ahead of the Cowboys game, Will Disley going to miss a game for the Seahawks. A little bit more run for Gerald Everett there to uh, mispractice with a heel injury. And Ricky Seals-Jones, we talked about John Bates being good value concussion for Ricky Seals-Jones after a scary injury with the neck and head and all that last week. Kickers, uh, Evan McPherson should go. He has a growing injury for the Bengals. So they just want him healed up for the playoffs. And Nick Folk has battled left knee injury all season long, but he's kicked really well and scored a lot of fantasy points this season. So he's good to go for the game there against the Dolphins. So there you have, there's all the key injuries. We mentioned Micah Parsons as well. That's a big blow if you're playing uh, IDP leagues as well. So that's the biggest defensive name that's been out all year. So something to keep in mind there. In week 18, but again, yeah, that's why we don't play so deep, especially when you have COVID and injury attrition and all that adds up and makes uh, things quite a mess. And some teams are intact. You know what they're playing for, and that really helps here. Trust those teams as much as possible. Avoid the teams that could be resting players. Be judicious of players' usage there or just be conservative here in week 18. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Our next episode will be the wrap up show for this uh, season, and uh, we will do kind of a roundup Monday that also is kind of a roundup for the 2021 season there. Look at uh, the non-playoff teams one way and the playoff teams the other way there in the NFL from a fantasy football perspective. Now make your second lesson Locked on Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with the expert analysis since 7 from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. For Locked on Fantasy Football, for your lineup Friday show, this has been Vinny Iyer. Good luck in all your matchups this week, whether you're playing Season lock Still or DFS. And we'll see you on the flip side to break it all down and... Do a little postmortem and also look to the future here on Locked On Fantasy Football.